0: You're listening to the Breakaway Breakdown Podcast, where we bring you interviews with some of the top ropers in the country, news about what's going on in the fastest sport on dirt, training tips for you and your horses, and so much more. I'm your host, Casey Allen. Let's jump in. All right, you guys, I am so excited you're joining me for my first full episode of the Breakaway Breakdown Podcast. Today, I sat down with Lindsay Sumter. And if you guys haven't heard of her, you are about to learn so much from her. Uh, She is one of our breakawayroping.com coaches. She's an amazing wife, mother, competitor, trainer, and she's the head coach at Otero Community College. Lindsay is not an easy person to keep up with. She is one of the most energetic and passionate people I have ever met, and she's one of my personal idols. So I am just so excited to share this episode with you guys. I think you're going to learn a lot. We cover everything from her background to a very exciting new career move that she's making, to training horses, and she has some great tips. And then we just get really into some great life advice that I think is going to help you guys inside and outside of the arena. I also want to mention that this episode is brought to you by Equinity, which is one of my favorite supplements, and I can't wait to tell you guys more about that at the commercial break. So let's jump in. Here we go. All right. Hello, everybody. I am so glad you're joining me for uh, my first official episode with the breakaway breakdown. I am so excited to introduce our first guest today. She is somebody that I have looked up to a ton. Um, I've watched her videos on breakawayroping.com. Uh, hopefully you guys have too. Uh, she's a mom. She's just an all around amazing person. Uh, I'm here with Lindsay Sumter and Lindsay, I'm going to let you take it away. And tell your story and who you are, because you talk about you better than I do.
1: (laughs) Oh, gosh. Thank you. (laughs) Hi, everybody. Um, I am Lindsay Sumter. Um, Like Casey said, I'm a mother of two wild little boys that are eight and five. Um, I am the head rodeo coach at Otero College in Mahana, Colorado. But um, in my previous life, I was born and raised in Northern California, um, in Wheatland, California, Marysville area, and uh, kind of grew up with rodeo by genetic default, honestly. Um, my grandfather is Cotton Rosser. He's a Hall of Fame professional rodeo stock contractor, and um, he's kind of one of the, the, the living legends um, in, in the business. He's 93 years old. It uh, still rides, um, still goes to the rodeos, and still still is very hands on, and we're very lucky to to have him still and um, rodeoing and growing up in the business. I didn't necessarily start competing until I was about thirteen, um, but before that, I trick rode and carried the American flag at the, at the national finals rodeo when I was six. Um, have been kind of in the in the production side and the pageantry of rodeo my entire life, and had uh, some really great teachers, and I was very lucky to have awesome coaches growing up, and, and really, you know, I kind of got a passion for for learning and a passion for breaking things down and and seeing how how to make those how to how to you know get better at the sport, and really really focused and honed in on that. I played all sports growing up, and then when I got into high school, I, I just, the only thing I cared about was rodeo, so had some success in, Cal, in California high school rodeo, in our district, we were districts, and had some some state titles, my sophomore, junior, and senior year, and went to the high school finals, and, and got lucky, and, and got into California Polytechnic State University in San Luis Obispo. I was um, really blessed to be able to go to college there, and rodeoed there and made the college national finals in the breakaway roping for for the mustangs and graduated, thank God, from college <laughs> and uh, went to the um, went to work for the professional bull riders and I did PR and marketing with the Built for Tough Series and uh, what an experience to learn from. Randy Bernard and Sean Gleason there at the Professional Bull Riders and and made my way to Colorado when I took that job. My husband is Wade Sumter. He's a six-time national finals um, rodeo steer wrestler and he's had a lot of um, success with the steer wrestling horses. He's had three AQHA PRCA Horses of the Year so we really like horses here and and, um, since I've been here in Colorado. You know kind of always trained horses and rode horses on the side and and in 2009 we got married in may and i started coaching in june at otero college and i've been a head coach for this is my 13th season so i figured i've had about 300 student athletes come through the program and um that's not counting any high school kids that have come through and, and learned a rope here and um you know, we just we just have a cool little place in, in Fowler, Colorado and and trained some horses and was lucky that the horse that Sawyer Gilbert won the world on came from me and the horse that Cheyenne Guillory rode at the NFR this last year came from me. So I've had I had two horses at the NFR last year, so it was pretty exciting for me, honestly.
0: Yeah, so like you were talking about before, not only are you an outstanding roper yourself, you've trained so many outstanding ropers and horses. You know, talk to me how you transitioned from working kind of on the corporate side of rodeo um, with greats like Randy Bernard, and then transitioning over to wanting to share your abilities and pass that on to the next generation and be a coach.
1: Well, it, it kind of, it, it only made it better, honestly. Um, I had always given lessons in high school and did clinics in high school and college, you know, to kind of help pay the bills when you're in college, and um so i'd always done it and i never really stopped when i moved to colorado you know a lot of the local families here in town they knew that wade's, wade's girlfriend was, was a roper fiance at that point um and so they're hey will you help and um you know i'm kind of the generation of women and, and we've all heard it is that when i graduated from college <laughs> roping was break at, at least breakaway roping was kind of over like, yeah there was a few amateur rodeos on the west coast that you could go to, but there really wasn't a lot of breakaway roping. Um, You know, I didn't live in Texas, and I didn't live, you know, in in the mecca of of roping, so I kind of slowed down my roping when I graduated from college and just went to train in barrel horses because that was the only way I could stay involved in the sport. You know, really, the sport is kind of what brings it all together. So when I went to the PBR, I learned the other side of it. I learned, you know, I've always... I, when I was probably, oh, I don't know, probably 15 years old, I spoke in front of the state legislature in in California regarding a, um, an animal rights kind of veterinary bill. And I have I, always spoken in front of crowds. It was just, some, you know, it just kind of goes hand in hand when you're in the rodeo business. You have to talk to animal rights activists. You have to do all these things. But then when I went to the professional bull riders, I, I, I got it on the corporate level. I learned how to write, you know, or better my riding skills and better my articulation to you know to how to break the sport down because you have to speak to people in new york city who don't know anything about bull riding or didn't know anything about the sport of rodeo anyway so really i took that knowledge that i gained from the corporate world that is so fast-paced and and um there's just a lot. There's there's so much more to that side of the of, of the of the sport, and just to help with my recruiting, to help explain, you know, the opportunity. I always use the word opportunity to my student athletes that I'm gonna. they you know there. I've done this. I want to X. I one Z. Um, you know, I I deserve you know a full ride scholarship. Okay. Are you? Can you guarantee me that? Well, no, nobody can, right? But I, as a coach, can guarantee you an opportunity to get an education, and I can guarantee you an opportunity to learn not only from myself, but I bring I bring people in. You know, I have Wade, who's an NFR guy. Um, there's been JD Yates. There's a lot of NFR guys kind of in our area. I bring people in, and so I'm going to guarantee you an opportunity to learn. And I'm going to guarantee you an opportunity at an education, which is education is the one thing that nobody can ever take away from you. So you know, you learn to find the things that in that corporate world that stand out kind of like your your hot topics or your hit words that were like, oh I never thought of that, you know? So I it, you know that that's kind of how I, I kind of played it all in together is the things that I learned from like how you even, how you articulate what you're trying to you know promote or to sell or really coaching is sales you know nobody (laughs) nobody wants to come hang out in southeast colorado a little house on the prairie when you could go to school in san luis obispo california 11 miles from the ocean right like (laughs) that's a selling that's a selling point (laughs) san luis obispo is a beautiful place in, in the world right it's a destination Southeast Colorado, La Hunna, we got two sale barns. They sell, you know, thousands of head of cattle every week. But uh, other than that, you know, we're not John Denver, Rocky Mountain High, Colorado. We're a little house on the prairie, Laura Ingalls-style Colorado. So, you know, you got to try to sell, sell where you're at. And that's a lot of what I learned.
0: Yeah, you just have to get creative with it. Like, oh, if you come out here, you're, you're coming to learn about rodeo and focus on that. You won't have any beach distractions or anything.
1: Right. Yeah,
0: you don't. You don't have to go surfing. It's okay. You know, but it I feel like hot,
1: that's never gets hotter than eighty, and never gets colder than fifty. So.
0: No, but I feel like you know that's anything in rodeo. You know, you you put yourself in situations and you grow as much as you let yourself grow. So if somebody wants to go to Southeast Colorado, you know, like you and I were talking about, you might not have the opportunities to get the reps in like you will somewhere else. But maybe that's the time you need to be pushing, or open the dummy, trying different things and focusing on getting better no matter where you're at
1: oh yeah for sure and you know we talked about reps and that's that's competition i get, you know i live in colorado but we can dang your rope every day outside like you know i don't have a we don't have a barn but i don't need one i'm i'm sally like i am not a winter wonderland lover of those things <laughs> i don't really like the mountains I don't really like snow, and, and so I always tell people, like, if I can live here, anybody can live here, because, you know, I don't really like to be that cold, but um, it is, it, southeast Colorado will offer you less and give you more. It's a great place, and it's a great place to, to rodeo out of. You can get anywhere here in just about 10 hours. Billings, Montana, Arizona, uh, Steamville, Texas, like, it's kind of a cool little place to be, and it's pretty convenient to, to get places, you know, and, um, it's a real, it's a, it's a great, it's a great place, and, and I love it, and, um, I'm, I'm lucky that the way that the stars aligned with the way that I grew up, and, and then the PBR, the opportunity I had with them, and then Wade being here, and it's just, it's just been a really, it's a great place to raise a family, and, and to send your kid to go to college, and, and all those, all
0: those things. So I want to switch gears a little bit. Um, Not only is Lindsay an amazing coach, roper, mother, she does it all. She is going to step into a new role. And I'm so excited that this is going to air during Women's History Month because I feel like it fits so well. Um, Lindsay is going to be taking over as the commissioner for the WRWSC, which is the Women's Rodeo World Championship. And congratulations on securing that role. And can you just tell me what that role means, what you'll be doing, and what that means for women in rodeo—it's awesome.
1: <laughs> I'm excited. I—I've been holding this in for for a while. It's been—it's been in kind of um, morphing and coming to fruition since about November of uh, 21. So it's finally going to come out and, and be public, and I'm so excited to be part of this. This journey. Honestly, I think it's time. It's time for women. It's time for women in rodeo, and and who better to partner with than the professional bull riders and and the in the WRCA um, for what they have done? You know, I was at Cheyenne the first year they had Breakaway and made the short round. They were the first rodeo to kind of have big rodeo to add it, but the WRCA was the first one to add equal money at all of their at all of their main events. Right? Mm-hmm. We watched Jackie win fifty thousand.
0: Was Actually, that in Chicago?
1: I believe it was in Chicago. Um, you know that was amazing, and and there were the kind of the, the the and I think that people kind of forget it because rodeo, you know, on the mainstream has has kind, of, has kind of started to accept breakaway roping, but the WRCA was the first people to do it, and now now that we're you know the PBR and WRCA has taken on this women's rodeo world championship and this is our this will be our third year um you know it's 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 only going to go up for here it's just the tip of the iceberg and 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 i'm excited and it's cool and and really it came to kind of fruition i I had gone to both events um the first one was in fort worth at will rogers when you know we kind of got the scuttle that they were going to add seven hundred fifty thousand dollars at one women's rodeo event right and they were going to add equal money in the team roping and and the barrel race and the breakaway and and seven hundred fifty thousand. If you told me I had could go to one rodeo and they were going to add seven hundred fifty thousand, how do you say no? Right? Like that's a lot of added money. We've driven a lot further for a lot less. Nice. So I went to that, and then they have again in Vegas, and it and it goes in October in Vegas, and it's kind of during the PBR finals. And I had, um, you know, I've been involved in the business for a long time, and. And Scott Davis and I have been friends for years. And, um, you know, I, I know Bobby Moat to say hello and, and uh, you know, visit because he rodeoed professionally. And obviously, um, you know, we're a flying new rodeo company. and see him in a lot of rodeos. And, you know, I've secretaried and timed and, um, you know, helped produce and, and all those things. So I've kind of, I've had a hand in a lot of different elements that go into rodeo. And I had called them just... Kind of like, hey, I think what you guys are doing is amazing, and it and it's awesome. And um, these are just a few little things that I that I see that I hear that I I want I don't want this to stop, right? I don't want this event to go away. I don't want the Women's Rodeo World Championship to go away. So I'm gonna help. I'm gonna try to help you, just as a competitor, to say like, hey, here's are a few little uh, uh, things that I see that might be beneficial. So that's kind of how it, it came very organically, you know how being part of this event um started um and and prior working to sean gleason sean and i had spoke a little bit you know about the event and, and what i thought and, and how you know we can make it better and and sean is excited and eager and has a has a daughter that's uh, learning to rope and, and wanting to be part of, of women rodeo as well so um you know it really just started out as as a as a competitor relationship and I was just trying to help to like, Hey, you know, we need a woman voice in this deal. Are you interested? And I was like, yeah, I am actually. I kind of had to think about it for like 10 seconds.
0: (laughs) A whole 10 seconds.
1: (laughs) A whole 10 seconds. Like, are you interested in, in helping grow the sport? yeah, I'm super interested in helping to, to to make it better for women in in our industry. This is a long time coming, you know I'm one of the, I'm one of the generation of women that had to put their rope can away and then I'm one of the generation now that has knocked the dust off our rope can and came back. Um, so if i can if I can help bridge a gap that that's never gonna happen again of course i want to be part of it this sport has given my family and myself so much all i want to do is make it better i don't have a daughter um eventually i'll probably have a daughter-in-law in a long time from now and i don't i want them to to be able to have opportunity and and never think that it wasn't there for them so um it, it's pretty awesome and i'm so excited
0: yeah i love that i mean i was at the first wrwc in 2020 Um, I went in the barrels on the leaderboard and was a fast track qualifier in the breakaway. And I didn't do any good when I was out there. But I just remember, like, the whole week, it was like, I kept getting chills. And it was so surreal to watch because I was like, we're a part of history. Like, women have never competed for this much money before. And I forget who won the team roping with Hope Thompson that year. But watching them cash that $60,000 check in AT&T Stadium, it was just like... You know, me being one of the younger people that because of trailblazers never had to put my rope can away and I've got to see the sport accelerate throughout my lifetime. It just has been really, really fun to watch. And I think it's such a testament to your character and your drive that you stepped up and you saw a need and you offered your input and it landed you this great role. And I think that's something that young girls can learn. Like, hey, speak up. You know, if you see something good or something bad, like, Jump in and like don't be afraid to help because it could turn into a really great opportunity.
1: Right, and you know, um, like I said before, like <clears throat> if you don't gripe, okay, I haven't, I, I haven't said it to you, but don't, don't gripe about things if you're not willing to help. And I I tell people all the time, you should not be allowed to enter a rodeo if you have never helped produce one, because (laughs) it's not easy, right? It's not an easy job. And it's easy as a competitor to show up and be like, these guys, they don't care. They don't do this. You know how many hours it takes to to set the arena, to get your sponsors, to get your stock contractors, you know, and, and sometimes life happens and and maybe a set of cattle got sick and another set had to come and they're not as good. And, you know, like, you have, you have to be malleable in this business. And and if you've never been behind the scenes in producing, I don't even care if it's a, if it's a little $35 barrel racing jackpot. If you've never done that, then, then you don't get to gripe. And if you want to make it better, then step up to the plate. And so, um, you know, I... I'm. I want to help the sport, and I want to help women in rodeo. And I've watched girls come through my program that you know maybe didn't know that this was this could be a dream. You could go to one event. Um, you could go to. It, this is the coolest part about it, right? So, the women's rodeo world championship. You can stay in your in your area, right? I, geographically, I live in a place where there's not a lot of roping. There's some, there's girl races with the girl races, which those are a little easier to put on. But there's about two a month that I can go in an hour and a half radius here in the break open. I can stay here. I can nominate these, these ropings and I can go, I can get on the leaderboard and I can get qualified and I can get a chance to compete in the breakaway roping or the team roping and the heading and the healing for $180,000, give or take an event. And I don't necessarily have to leave my backyard. Right? How cool is that? Just, just saying it like that. You're like, what? I didn't know that. And that's what, that's, that's what I want everybody to know. I want to know. I want people to know that there's a a woman that uh, is a, a great, great lady um, she was a past Miss Rodeo America in the 70s and, and just retired from, from the college that I'm at and she started roping again. And I want her to know that she could have a chance to go to this, just go into the jackpot that she already goes to anyways. She nominates online, uses the app, um, you know, pays a little bit of money, and it's not a crazy amount, and, and can get a chance to get in a leaderboard and, and compete in the challenger and not the pro and compete against people at, at her abilities, right? You know, at her level, so it, there's just so many opportunities, and they're so forward-thinking that, like, it's just it's just gonna help, and and I'm excited to just, you know, be part of it to try to help grow the sport, and and because if we don't grow the sport, you know, eventually, it's not really like it's it's a glamorous it's a glamorous life, but it's a hard life, right? We get in the truck. And we put our horse in the back, and then we drive seven hours or six hours, and we give him a drink of water, and then we drive another seven hours, right? And then we get there in the middle of the night. We don't shower. We put a ball cap on. We get up at 7 in the morning. We feed our horse, and then we rope at 10, or we run barrels at 10, and 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 then we get in the truck, and we do the same thing. If you tell people that, it's like, you guys are insane. You know, you eat you eat truck stop food and cheeseburgers and french fries everywhere you go. Every <laughs> once in a while you get a steak if you get to stay longer than twelve hours.
0: If you if but you win enough you get a steak.
1: <laughs> if you win, you get a steak, but then we keep you know, we keep going and that's not a life for everybody, but it but if you look at what the what the WRWC gives you an opportunity to do, you don't have to do that. And you could still go and compete. Mm-hmm. That's cool.
0: And that's another thing I wanted to talk about, too. You kind of mentioned the pro and challenger divisions. Um, okay. Can you explain that to everybody listening? Because a lot of people, you know, I think a lot of people are kind of nervous about the WRWC because they just don't understand how it works. But talk about right. the pro and challenger and what else is going on to kind of help people get into it at different levels. For
1: sure. So they um, they are developing. Well, it's already done. There's the pro division and the challenger division. So a pro, um, and I have to look at the exact numbers. In the barrel racing, is less than twenty thousand the year prior, um, and maybe less than a hundred thousand in your lifetime earnings. And I don't quote me on that, and I need to make sure it's a hundred percent. But
0: um, I think you're, I think you're on track with that.
1: Yes, and in the breakaway, and it is six thousand the year prior. And I believe it's twenty thousand for your lifetime earnings. And, and and so if you're less than six thousand a year prior and less than twenty thousand your lifetime earnings, then you're a challenger. Once you hit that six thousand mark, um, you will move into the pro division and we're doing um, analysis on these ropers, you know, because um, 'cause cause really the the WR, the WRCA is putting together the programming for all of this, like how how cool is that,
0: right? Yeah, okay, you guys so, are reshaping the industry with this. I mean, we have the number system in the team roping already, but applying it to other events is pretty cool.
1: Exactly. So, so and then in the team roping, if you're a number five header or healer and lower, then you're a challenger, and if you're above five, then you're a pro. So, um, you in when you go to the the Women's Rodeo World Championship in Fort Worth. Um, in May, you know, and if you qualify in the top 20, um, you only compete in the initial rounds, in the first uh, few rounds against your challenger pool or your professional tour pool if you're in the pro tour or pool, right? And then at the very end, for the big money, you know, you kind of like oh, almost funnel your way to the end when you get to the final round, then everybody competes as one to become. A world champion. Now, the only other association, pri- other than the WRWC, that gives a bonus to their all-around champion, to their world champions, is the Professional Bull Riders. You're going to get a five thousand dollars cash bonus if you win the world in the Challenger. If you win the world, I mean, they, they each are going to have their own world champion, and their, you know, champion, and then at the end, then we have the world champion in the breakaway. Or the world champion in the heading, or the world champion in the barrel race. So, when you come in, you do your athlete profile, you answer some questions, um, you work with um, you know all of the people, all the great staff, and and kind of see where you're at. If you're just starting, if you're just dusting your rope can off, come back and say like you know. When the last time you roped? Well, I haven't roped since I graduated from high school. Okay, so you know, have you won less than twenty thousand in the breakaway? Uh, guaranteed, I have not, right? So, um, and, and then you get deemed in in the challenger um, pool. So that's kind of how um, and that works. And then you know, in the barrel race, it can it can change so much because of the you know the equi that they've done on horses. Um, you know, they don't necessarily follow the riders. So we're really working on. On following, you know, rider standings
0: as well. Awesome, and I'm sure you can't share all of the secrets. But is there anything that we can be excited for in the next year or so with the WRWC or anything fun in the works?
1: Um, well, there's there's some there's some stuff coming, <laughs> and you know that will all come in all in good time. But really, um, you know, we're working on putting together a competition committee so that there's more voice for for everyone. You know, women on, on the women's side, um, you know, team ropers, breakaway ropers, and barrel racers, all on a competition committee to make sure that we're all, um, you know, in a, in in line with with what we want as competitors, with what we and and that's the biggest thing. What the what the PBR and the WRCA have done is 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 built this um event the w the women's rodeo world championship to benefit women so women need to have kind of a say in in some of the stuff that's going on so we're building a competition committee um and and we're and we're looking at um you know trying to to just build the event up to be bigger um how i mean just think about this that last year on halloween we aired the finals from the 2021 event. There was 2.3 million viewers on network television. Not not a cable, not a cable show, not a cable you know channel, network television. So if you had rabbit ears, and and you don't even have cable or any, you don't have Hulu, Hulu, Netflix, whatever. You don't have anything. <laughs> you have the little tiny little rabbit ears like we had when we were little kids, and you turn the on CBS on Halloween Day there was 2.3 million viewers that watched women in rodeo at this event, get the opportunity at 750,000. That's amazing, right? That's, that's numbers that aren't heard of. No one has, no one else besides the PBR and the WRCA have done that for women in rodeo. So like, how do you not get excited about that? 2.3 million people watched, watched Maddie Uthier win the breakaway, you know? Watch, um, watch, all, watch Larry D and, and, and Jimmy Joe win the team. But like two veterans who have just grinded it out for years, trying to make a living with rope. Right? Like, that's amazing. 2.3 million people watch that. Mm-hmm. And, and it's only going to get better from here. And that's the, that's, that's the exciting part is that we're just going to try to make it better, try to make it better for women in rodeo and, and, so that when there's a little girl, they can say, I want to go, I want to be the WRWC world
0: champ. Oh, I just get goosebumps thinking about it. I mean, women's history month, we are living right in the middle of history for women in rodeo. And just like you mentioned watching, you know, Madison Uthier at 19 years old, winning that kind of money. And then, you know, Larry D and Jimmy Joe that are veterans. I mean, it's just, it's such an exciting time. And you know, I do want to talk about, too, as you mentioned before, that you've trained horses that went to the NFBR. I mean, not only are you a coach and a competitor, but you've seen it from the horse training side, too. And this is the Breakaway Breakdown podcast. So I just want to talk about you as a trainer and what you've learned training horses that have gone on to do really big things. Yeah, it's
1: cool. It's fun. Um, I i have always rode really young horses and and this the horse that i ride now that i compete on he's probably the first horse that i'm probably not going to sell and the reason is my five-year-old it's it's he says it's his horse and that's the only horse he really likes to ride so uh that horse got he's he's got a he's got his place here at the barn for, forever um so it's been it's been a it's been an awesome experience the sport has changed okay so you know when i was in college you you were doing work when you were one nine and two flat like you made some great runs well now uh sawyer on the sorrow mare um she called her hollywood but when we had her we called her chevy was one four at Northside. like what that's crazy right isn't that the world records with sawyer and i'm like so the sport has changed, so you almost have to adapt the horses to, to do some different things and train them in, in different ways. So I I have picked up a lot of um, knowledge from Wade in that the start in the breakaway and the start in the bulldogging is mean, very similar. If you miss the start, you've not doomed your run, but you're going to have to make up some things with your rope. The bulldogging is the same way. You can't miss the start. So I learned a lot about really how how to get horses to lead flat and fast off the corner. But in the, but the kicker part of the breakaway is that you have to adjust a horse for the circumstance. So if you're at Cheyenne and the start's 20 feet ahead of you, you got a horse that's going to sit solid and pick cattle up kind of way out in front of them. If you're at Northside, it's a really fast start and you have to have a horse that you can almost float across the line. Um, and so when I say float, that means like they kind of trickle, they don't hit one big stride and get across it. They're going to kind of shuffle their feet a little bit and let you almost pull on them so that when you deliver about when the neck rope is coming off, that they're not at a full run and they're almost already stopping. So the sport has adapted and we've had to adapt horses to be, um, very versatile when it comes to the start the, the biggest kicker is that it doesn't matter is you got to have a horse that's got a lot of run that's got stop and that's got a lot of cow and and they still have to be really good in the box and, and give you a chance to get the best start because it's all won and lost in the start
0: hey guys so this episode is brought to you by the great folks over at equinity Equinity is one of my favorite companies, and I use the products for my breakaway horses. Uh, Equinity Horse XL is 100% pure amino acid supplement. There's nothing added that your horse doesn't need. It can help improve their muscles. It can help them recover faster after workouts. It helps improve collagen so your horse can have healthier coat and bones. And it maximizes your performance because it helps cells regenerate at a faster rate. That means fast recovery for those fast twitch muscles that you need to explode out of the box and stop hard at the end of a run. They also have Equinity Ultimate OEC, and I love this supplement. I didn't think Equinity could get any better until I started using it. It has flaxseed-based omega-3 oil, natural vitamin E, and colloidal silver. It can help support your horse's cardiovascular health, their joint health, gastric health, and it increases their immune support. So if you're traveling up and down the road a lot, that's something that's super important for your horse. Visit teamequinity.com to learn more about these supplements and see how you can get some for yourself. So as a trainer, how how do you work with those horses to be able to handle different starts? Like, what are some tips and tricks that you've learned to teach that diversity?
1: Yeah, um, I, and everybody's different, you know, and, and what works for me isn't necessarily going to work for you or uh, what, you know, I mean, it's, you, ha- I think that you can learn from anyone. Um, and, and, and adapt certain things to, to fit different horses and, and all of that. So I do a lot of walk scoring. I do a lot of scoring, backing up. I do, um, you know, I really make sure that my horses aren't leaving off the, off the bang of the chute. So kind of get them to where they're listening to my hand and, and leaving off of my hand and the pressure that I give. So, uh, and, and some of that, those things, you can teach a horse to do not in the box, so if I'm holding the reins and I drop the reins, I'm going to keep. I'm going to teach the cue of the drop of the reins to move forward. Now, not running off, obviously, when I'm hanging out, but I'll hold a horse and drop so that when they feel the drop, they have forward momentum. Um, you know, I always say there's there's only two directions in the box: forwards and and backwards. Because when you start to do a lot of spinning or turning around in the box, um, I want a horse's first momentum. Their horse's first pressure of release is to be forward because if a horse leaks forward, then I can pull. If a horse, if their release is to spin out, which I hope everybody understands what I mean when I say that, that means they're in the corner and they get stressed and they just kick a hip and spin out. Um, If they spin out and I maybe nod, I'm the run's over, right? Like I'm, I'm toast. But if a horse leaks forward in the middle of my knot I can still pull and I can I can still maybe get out of the barrier and, and make a run still continue to happen so I really try to make a horse kind of two dimensional in there of I give their releases forwards and backwards instead of a a, tur- a big turnaround um but that's kind of what works for me and, and in my training and you know I'm lucky I've been, i live in big country. I, I can hit a trot and go for 15 miles and they can be tired. Uh, you know, um, using a horse really helps a horse and, and I'm very lucky with the college, um, you know, with Otero College and letting me um, have a lot of horses around there because, I mean, realistically, as the coach, you need to have horses there. Every day I head, every day I heal. Um, I have pickup horses. I have, you know, my horses are there to get used so they get saddled at, seven o'clock in the morning and they hang out in the trailer I give them a drink of water about lunchtime and we start practice at one and I we're not done till you know 530, 5 five five thirty 5 30 in the evening I drive my 45 minute drive home and they get unsaddled at home I mean that's a that's a long day and so a, a horse horses are awesome and they're pets and I love them and I I probably am I'm a I'm a six-foot barrel racer wrapped up in a breakaway roper's body, right? I, you know, I just got back from Arizona yesterday and I had my, my shipping boots on and my, you know, my easy ride, you know, my easy boots and they have shavings and they have, you know, all the things in, in the trailer and you unload them and you would think they're back on track. Every, you know what I mean? Like, they you think I was a barrel racer, but really I'm a roper and I do that for all my horses and, um, you know, you got to take care of them, but they're still you know genetically they're built to use that's 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 what they're supposed to do they're you know they're built pool plows and work cattle and and do all those things so people I think sometimes forget that and take maybe too good a care of them and treat them like pets instead of animals that are that are built to use um so I'm very lucky that I have the opportunity to you know if, if a horse if I think they need a a, a day of cowboying, and Wade's going to a branding or going to gather cattle and do some yearling work, um, they get to go get used, and that's that's a that's a, that's a good tool in your arsenal.
0: Well, especially now with all the incentives and stuff, we're breeding so many high-powered horses to do breakaway, and I think you're right. A lot of people they want to use calming pace, or you know, we see it in the barrel racing a lot too. Everybody wants a, a fix instead of using the horse. But how important is that with these horses that are bred to work?
1: Oh, it's it's huge because their their brains are... I mean, a, a good old draft horse is built to pull a plow, right? They're pretty docile creatures. Well, we are breeding the top quality mares to the top quality studs that have really, really good brains, right? They, they have been trained to... To cut or train to do rain cow horse or train to run the barrels and and run and and all of those things. So you put these, I mean, you put these high powered brains into these horses and and they they can't turn them off. And so, and not that you need to. I'm not saying abuse one, but a a good day's work is is what anybody needs. It's no different than your than a than your child who's four years old that's going crazy in the house, stir-crazy. It's all stir-crazy. If you turn if you turn them out, your kid, your your kid that you gave birth to, and you <laughs> let them go play in the yard, they come back and they get tired, right? And they're like, whew. And then you can you can handle them and you don't want to, you know, like maybe have a mommy breakdown.
0: <laughs> right? It gets their brains out of their way.
1: <laughs> it gets their brains out of their way. And, and horses and puppies, I mean, you name it. Nobody's different. They get they have too much energy to burn, and we feed them great, and they get, you know, they get Renew Gold, and they get high-quality alfalfa, and they're getting the Quinity, and they're getting all these things. I mean, they get fed better than we do, and, and then we expect them to stand in a pen of, you know, or uh, a 12-by-24 half-covered, stall and get rode once a day and when they get out they get roped on and we expect them to be perfect little angels well guess what they're like ah, let's go man let's, let's do something they want to work too well they can't because their brain's going too hard <laughs> so I think that um, I'm very lucky that I grew up in in, the, in a ranching background and in and a, and a rodeo background that, that a horse is here to, to help assist in, in our jobs and, and their tools, but they're still, you know, we still care and love them and, and their pets, but they have to, they have to be used and and it only makes for better horses.
0: Awesome. And okay. So one more thing I've asked you a lot today, um, but one thing that I want to start asking all of the guests on the breakaway breakdown is two things, a two part question. What is the best piece of life advice you have ever been given just in general, and what is the best piece of roping advice you've ever been given? And those could be the same, the same things inside and outside of the arena, or different. But I'd just love to know those two things. If you have anything that comes to mind,
1: um, I'm going to go with roping first because life is bigger than roping. So I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do my my roping advice first, okay. and, then, and then we'll go to go to life because life has a lot of different elements in it, but. Um, on the roping side of, of things, remember that this is fun, and and we're lucky, and remember the blessing that it is to be able to live in this industry, in this Western way of life, and and, and roping is just a, an added bonus to it, and have a short memory. You know, uh, it's easy to get in a slump, and to get down, and to get sour, but if you take a step back and you look, I just got to go to Arizona. I just, I just got to move from Florida to Stephenville, Texas, right? Like, what? That's awesome. Um, I just got to go to college on a, on a roping scholarship. Maybe my roping's not where I want it to be. Maybe it's going to get better. Maybe I'm in a slump. Maybe I haven't got a time or I keep breaking the barrier. But, you know, I get to rope another one tomorrow. Remember that there's always going to be another calf. Um, and that you got to have a short, a short memory and, and always just know that it's a great opportunity and just go at them. One, just take each run for what it is, each run at a time. Maybe you drew a really strong calf and you made a great run and you're not going to get a check at that rodeo, but you made a great run, your horse worked great. Take the positives out of every run and let the negative stuff go because if you keep honing in on the negative stuff, you know, I'm a, I'm a big manifestation person, right? Like if I if I put it in the universe, it's gonna happen and and if it doesn't, boy then we had a good time trying to get it to that to that level, right? So if we have a short term memory and really just count the blessings that roping gives us and that we have the opportunity to do it, then it's it's gonna then it's gonna be a, a, a fruitful life, right? So on the life advice, if someone gives you an opportunity take it. If you get a chance, take it. Like, I know that's the song,
0: but it's like, is the Cody Johnson song coming on? Right I, I'm now. here for it. <laughs> because
1: here's, here's the thing. Like we can all sit back and, you know, kind of like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. But I like, I, I have, I have some, I'll just do, you know, cause coaching has been a part of my life for 13 years. I tell college kids, if there's a if there's a unit, I'm in a I'm in a junior I'm a junior college right so you can take your first two years with me and transfer and, and go get a bachelor's degree. If there's a university that's willing to give you a hundred dollar scholarship and they're willing to give you a chance to get a bachelor's degree, go to them. Granted, you can stay here, you can stay at a at a junior college and and, and get another associates or get get another you know certificate program or or whatever, but. If you get a chance to get a bachelor's, go ahead and do it, because you're going to be in school either way. And it might cost you a little bit more, but but the, the education is one thing that nobody can take away from you. So if an opportunity is, is given and, and it fits, go. You know, take the leap. Move. Uh, you know, go to Europe or do whatever it takes, but don't, don't ever have the... the look back and go gosh darn I wish I would have done that you know when you get the opportunity you just gotta you gotta jump and and that's the hardest part and it, it's hard to jump but life's short and and you gotta have fun while you're doing it and you gotta have it and and you just have to know that today could be your last day or tomorrow I mean you never know what day is your your last day so you might as well live it up and have a good time and stay positive and and just just enjoy the ride because you never know when it's over and and that is and it's easy to say and hard to do and we're all guilty but if you're not having a good time and you're not taking those chances and the opportunities you know you you might be missing out on on the best thing that could ever happen to you it's i bet you there was a lot of people that lost money that said that Lindsay lindsey rosser would never leave california well here i am i've been in colorado for 15 years and and loving every minute of it, and it, it's only brought me closer to the sport. It's only brought me closer, you know, giving me more opportunities with with BreakawayRoping and coaching, um, and and brought me to the college where I can where I can share my knowledge and and try to help mold the next generation of of rodeo athletes that will take over my spot as commissioner for the Women's Rodeo World Championship, hopefully, eventually, and um, you know, after, and just just all those things. So if you don't kinda just put your neck out there a little bit. You might miss out on opportunities and opportunities don't come knocking all the time.
0: Wow, and I mean talk about putting your money where your mouth is. You took your own advice. You stepped up to be the WRWC commissioner and I mean I'm fired up right now because I'm so excited for what's going on, you know, with you and with the sport right now. Um, you know, and just so everybody knows that's listening. Um, If you liked what Lindsay was talking about with training horses, you should definitely check out her playlist on breakwayroping.com. And Lindsay, just thank you so much for coming on today and being my first guest. Um, Yeah, I was a little bit nervous about today, but this was a lot of fun. I think we covered some great things. People are really gonna love to hear. Um, I mean, do you have anything else just in conclusion to share with the audience?
1: No, I, uh, well, yeah, I mean, obviously I'm a talker. I could talk for
0: hours. You <laughs> know we could do like um, seven podcasts. I feel like.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, we could just keep going, but, um, what the, what the equine network and the Com has done is allowed youth. It doesn't matter if it's boy or girl. Um, just because we're females and, in, 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 in roping, um, you know, nobody can learn more from Larry D than me, right? Like, I I watch her videos. Um, It's not just for beginner ropers, it's for everyone, and if you haven't got a chance to even just take a couple couple little sneak peeks in there, and and just see a few things that that Trevor says, that Larry D, that Hope, that Aspen, I mean, everybody that's on there, um, you're missing out on a chance to, to, even if you pick up one thing it only makes you better right we have to try every day to make ourselves one percent better every day and and that and that three minute video or two minute or 45 second video might be that one thing that you need so it's not just for the the intro ropers the beginning ropers it's for everyone and and I can't thank you all enough for giving me the opportunity to you know to 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 spread knowledge and and it means a lot and especially now with this with the new opportunity that the that the PBR and the WCRA are giving women in rodeo with the Women's Rodeo World Championship I mean it's going to be big and it's only going to get bigger and we're only going to I'm only going to fight harder to make the sport better for for the next generation and for this generation and for the generation before me that want to come back and that's that's all that we want to do I mean it's, it's last year we kept saying it was our time but it's been our time for for thirty years. It's not a developed. It's not something that needs developed. It's been here, and and it just needs to be. It needs to be shined, and and that's what that's what we're gonna do. And we're just. I mean, the we put them. We put our money where our mouth is because three years of seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars added is a huge number, and and that's the first time. You know, thanks to the WRCA and the PBR um, for doing it and. And like I said, we're gonna we're gonna continue to grow women in rodeo because it's been a long time coming, and I just want everybody to get excited. And if they have questions about the nominations and how to do it, um, please reach out. I mean, you can find Facebook message me, uh, email me, call me. I, I I mean, I don't care. I'm here to answer questions on on anything that anybody has. So um, I don't know if you can tag my my contact in, in all of this, but it, we're, we're excited and, and it's just going to get better. And I have to thank, you know, kind of you guys and, and everybody involved for, for letting us have a platform to really showcase.
0: Awesome. All right, guys, this episode is going to come out smack in the middle of Women's History Month and – I just feel like this was such perfect timing for this episode. So thank you again, Lindsay, for coming on. And you guys are definitely going to hear more from Lindsay in the future. And can't wait to get this out to you guys. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Okay, wow, you guys. If this doesn't get you fired up for the future of women in rodeo, I don't know what will. I hope you guys had as much fun listening to this podcast as I did making it. And just make sure you go to TeamEquinity.com to check out the great products that they have because without Equinity, this episode wouldn't have been possible. They're a company that supports breakaway roping. They support women in rodeo. And it's been a game changer for my breakaway horses. And if you want to hear more from the Breakaway Roping Journal, you can check us out at BreakawayRopingJournal.com. And if you're ready to take your roping to the next level, you need to be on BreakawayRoping.com and check out the great coaches like Lindsay Sumter on the site. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today. We are so grateful for you and I hope you guys have a great week. Thanks so much.